Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It has been a bit of a short amount of time without a show, but I'm back and I'm with Mike again. I was just talking to Mike about what we're going to call this. It's not a stat show per se, but we're going to talk about some good stuff that's been happening over the uh, last couple of days, the, the last morning um where yeah. a bit of news is broke about uh dominic sobersly and stuff like that so yeah before we get into it mike how are you doing yeah very well i was a bit taken aback by the news really but it's changed his plans for this show anyway it, it has i mean it's it's provided our first 15 minutes at least probably more <laughs> yeah. when we're gonna talk about this fella because we were we were talking quite a bit last time about him and um i mean not him in particular but in, in terms of like that right right side of the foot um front two in the boxman field kind of thing yep. positioning and stuff um and talking about whether the McAllister would be that person obviously at that point we hadn't um signed anyone else or been linked or been anywhere near signed anyone else at that mm-hmm. point we've just got McAllister over the line and we're talking about maybe him being that person but it looks like that um McAllister is going to be the left of the, those two and uh, Zobosly will be the the right um of those two because I mean nothing's confirmed yet but Paul Joyce has two tweets this morning about it. So that's for him. That's that's a lot. He's usually like a one man in straight out, and he just logs straight off Twitter and gets thousands and thousands of notifications, and just goes off into the into the sunset with a little Peroni. Um, <laughs> and then you've got David Ornstein as well, who's tweeted it again as well uh, yeah. this morning uh, from the Athletic. But um, I mean, what what are your initial thoughts on that, then, Mike? Because me personally, I've I've seen bits of them, obviously Champions League and and Bundesliga games mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but not 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 loads. But the old yeah. YouTube does wonders for finding clips and Twitter, obviously with clips these days, it looks like yes. a looks like a very good and a very good fit for what what Liverpool are trying to do with this new system, doesn't he? Yeah, I think my first reaction was what I said earlier, surprised really, because um, it did sort of come out of. I wouldn't say it was one of the heavier links in terms of midfield. Toram and Kone and players like that have been linked for weeks now. 
Whereas Sobersly, I wouldn't say that was the case. It was surprise, really, because I thought the timing was odd of his release clause ending this week, apparently. Um, so I thought the timing was odd in terms of that sounds like Leipzig are trying to get someone to pay it rather than using Liverpool's name. But turns out that wasn't the case and Liverpool were genuinely thinking we'll, we'll go and get him. Um, so, yeah, I think it solves a lot of answers to questions we had last time I was on when we were speaking about McAllister, will he be um, left-sided or right-sided in, in the midfield to Liverpool? And we spot, sort of spoke about how statistically it was similar to Harvey Elliott, which would imply right-sided, but I think Sobersly is much more of a right-sided midfield player. Um, so that sort of answers that question that maybe McAllister will be left and Sobersly right. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them where, obviously, with Jones and Elliot, um, Liverpool have got those two young players in those roles, Jones being more left-sided, Elliot right-sided, uh, but these two are the more, you know, a little bit further along in their development. I know Sobersly's only 22, to be fair, but that's still three years older than Elliot, so he's bit, got that much, bit more experience than Elliot has, but... Um, yeah, so Liverpool have long-term options now in those roles. You would say McAllister's, what, 24, Jones at 22. So that's young core players to build that midfield around those attacking midfield positions around for quite a few few years, really. Yeah, and I think in like profile terms, like we always talk about like midfielders like ticking boxes. I think he's one of them that ticks a lot in terms yeah. of what he provides in, the, in those higher areas of the field, like ball carrying and stuff like that. Passing is, is is very crisp. I've saw some clips of free kicks, penos. He's got yeah. he's got a hell of a, a hell of a right foot on him, um, which is something that can be very very valuable for us, especially when yeah. we're in those attacking formations, attacking um, and counter attacks as well. Especially like um, three balls in to the to the forward three as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of his profile, like six foot one, like you said, he's not twenty three till October, so he's still mm-hmm. still very young in terms of. Um, where he is as a finished article, but I just love when we, if we sign him and we, when we sign players like this, who are what we always do, where we get them in at the perfect time, where you're then thinking, fucking hell, how good can this player be under Jurgen Klopp and under yeah. his tutelage with like the players we've got in the system as well, um, under the with the current system we've been playing at the end of last season, and I'm sure we'll carry on into the into this season to get the best out of uh, Trent. Um, but you posted the. Uh, a tweet on Opta Joe about attacking sequence involvements in a, yeah. in the Bundesliga, which is very good reading, isn't it, for uh, for, for Sobersly? Well, it's sort of if you actually look through the list, if you go on Opta Joe and, and look at the tweet, search for Sobersly's tweet. Um, so he was involved in 163 sequences of play and open play for Leipzig that ended in a shot. But if you actually look at the players in the list, it's heavily dominated by by Munich and Borussia Dortmund players because they're the teams that have the most shots. Um, so there's only two actually in, in the top list that, that aren't players for those two teams. And Sobersly is top of those. So he's fourth overall behind Kimmich, Musiala and Bellingham, which are three pretty good names. to And, and, and Bellingham and um, Kimmich have played quite a few more minutes than him as well in that table. Um, so yeah, he's one of those players where um, I think it's sort of a profile of midfielder Liverpool have maybe lacked. Um, Elliot and Jones do have it, but lacked sort of going back under Klopp really the last five, six years. If you look at the types of midfield that Liverpool have had, they've not been very shot heavy or creating chances. Whereas in Sobersly, he does get involved in these sequences that end in a shot, whether he's actually having the shot, creating a chance or in the build-up, which is what it 
that's that encompasses. And it's interesting because McAllister is seventh in the Premier League. So Soberslice fourth in the Bundesliga, McAllister seventh in the Premier League last season. So suddenly Liverpool have signed these two midfielders who we feel could add a bit more end product and want to add more end product than Thiago or Henderson or Fabinho would that Liverpool have had for the last three or four years, you know. So it's it's certainly I think it's a bit of a shift change in how maybe Klopp sees the midfield. Um especially if we're changing that tactic with the Alexander Arnold sort of inverting from right back and therefore you can have two more creative midfielders ahead of that. Um, so maybe it is a bit of a, as a result of the shift change, it feels like the midfield can contribute with more goals and assists, which then puts less pressure on your Nunez's and your Diaz's and your Gakpo's to, to provide goals as well. So, yeah, I think if you look at stats like that, um, it's quite something to be optimistic about in terms of a change in how maybe Liverpool are going about the, the midfield plan. Yeah, because I think like when you when you think of Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool generally, you, and in terms of formations, you'd always think of four three three because that's what we've yeah. always always done. I still do, always, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, and I'm, I, I I don't think we we ever will because it's just one of those things. It's been there so long. It's done. It's worked wonders for us. We've won a lot of things with it. We've had very good players um, at the club win a lot of things as well, but. Um, it obviously wasn't working last year. The, the change with Trent coming inside and, like you said, making that basically a three and then a two in front of them with Trent alongside uh, Fabinho. Um, I mean, whether that would be Fabinho in the, in the coming season, Bacetic, you've got Thiago, a couple of the players you can put in there along, alongside them. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that this, I think with Liverpool being pretty horrific and then the change coming about, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if it's just me, but I haven't. It's it's mad to think about that. That four three three. I'm sure it still will get used at some point yeah. uh, this season. But I think in the in, for the games we need, especially Premier League games where we need to obviously ensuring that we're up top top at least top three this season, we need to be utilizing that as what we're going to be doing um, with with the three and then the two and then the further two ahead and then you've got the forward three ahead of them where we can, like you said, use the likes of hopefully a Zobosly and McAllister and you've got um, whoever you want left, Diaz, you've got Nunes, you've got Gakpo, there's Jota, you've got Salah as well, of course. Um, but with Zobosly, I think it's interesting as well because like we said before we started recording, he can play. If you look at the positions he's he's took up for, um, for, for Leipzig in terms of where he's played, he's played centre, Centre midfield, he's played the right of a three. He's played right wing. Um, yeah. I think he's played all forward positions. So yeah. I think that can come in quite handy as well, couldn't it? Like especially when we um, maybe lose Salah for um, two or three games, or however many, uh, when he goes to Afcon, if he can fit into those. Because I mean, I know Jota can do it. I think I know Diaz can do it. I suppose Gach, I suppose any of them can do it, but no one can do it to the same. Um, effectiveness as a Mo Salah because that's, yeah. I don't think anyone can in world football in, in my opinion but I, I think it's it's such a drop off um, in quality but to add another player in there potentially that can that can do that is, is another thing that um, I'm sure Klopp would have looked at that in terms of his versatility because Klopp loves, Klopp loves a, a utility man doesn't he? Yeah it, I feel like I mean it sounds ridiculous to say, but I feel like Liverpool never really replaced Shakiri because Shakiri was always that player who was Salah's backup at right wing, but he could also play in midfield in a similar midfield way to what we expect Sobosly can play. Um, so yeah, it's I feel like that is a a role where once we sold Shakiri, yes, we had Jota 
um, and, and even, you know, Diaz has played occasionally as a right winger, but I don't think we've ever had a player who was most comfortable on the right to back up Salah. Um, so we had players who could fill in, even Oxlade-Chamberlain could fill in there, but they're not comfortable as such there. Whereas Soboslai has played, after sort of right attacking central midfield, right wing was his next most common position for Leipzig this season, if you look at the percentage of, of minutes played. So that would imply that he can be, yeah, Mo Salah's backup. Obviously, we wouldn't expect him to be a 30-goal-a-season regular like Salah in that position because who else is, to be honest? But, um, yeah, um, I think that's a, that is a good... I think that's a good option there for, especially with Europa League Liverpool playing Thursday, Sunday. Salah's got great fitness, but he can't play every single game. And I think Klopp will be hoping to rest him for plenty of, certainly, Europa League games. But And, and we've just previously mentioned, we've got plenty of options in midfield now with Jones, McAllister, Elliot. So Soboslai can be rotated with those and still cover for Salah at right wing. I think that's the key is there's options there now for clopping all those positions, whether it's central midfield or up front. Um, so he's got these versatile players who who can do that. Because even Harvey Elliott can play as a right winger, Carty, but yeah. um, certainly I feel like midfield is much more his position, whereas I feel like Soboslai might be able to take it to the right wing more, roll a bit more the way we like to play it in terms of you know, getting runs in behind like Salah and breaking into the box. That's maybe not Elliot's game as much, whereas for Soboslai, he does like to break into the box. So, yeah, it, I think he can act as a, a Salah backup, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just getting me thinking about having like Trent Soboslai and Salah on that right all linking up together. Yeah. Like it's um, <laughs> That is like footy manager, like cheat mode. Like if you're getting those type of players with the, the, the technique of Trent and Soboslai, um, I mean, Salah will be licking his lips. Even Darwin Nunes, if he, if he, if he wants to go and score a load of goals for Liverpool, I think those two Trent and Zobislai can go a long yeah. way to definitely helping them doing that by putting the, the ball into just very very dangerous areas where all he's got to do is basically be our Haaland, just be in the box, mate. Just stand on the pen spot and just yeah. uh, let let the ball hit you on the head and go in. Yeah. As, as in the well, Sobersly's got eight assists in both of the last two Bundesliga seasons. He played 31 out of the 34 games. Uh, the season before, he only started 15, so he wasn't a, as regular a starter. But eight assists in both the last two league seasons, so he's, he's got a decent assist record there. So, yeah, I think he can be a creative option for Gapo and for Nunez and for Diaz coming in from the other side. So, yeah, that bodes well. It does indeed. Um, what are you thinking then? So, in terms of, so say, say Zobber's like comes in, um, which is hopefully looking more and more likely as the hours go on, because like you mentioned before, the the um, the clause, 60 million clause expires today. So, hopefully, we can get that over the line. And it's one of those where it just happens all quick and he's signed and sorted and done. And then you've got McAllister on, on the left of those, of that box forward too. Would you so would you go Diaz and Salah at the first choice? But yeah. for, they are for me anyway. But then I think that the diff, the difficulty is Gakpo has been, and we've said this loads on these shows, like how good Cody Gakpo is in terms of like just an, a really elegant, amazing footballer. Yeah. Who also chips in with goals, but then you've got Darwin Nunes who's had to had a bit of a a checkered season with loads of different stuff happening, but still managed yeah. to play really well and get quite a lot of goals in a, in a season where. He's had to adapt in a in a really terrible Liverpool side, but he's done really well. But he's also cost us a lot of money. Do you think? Mm. What are your thoughts on like 
who's going to be the main nine, or do you think it'll just be as and when whoever we're playing, Klopp will just rotate those two? That's the key. I think it's, it depends on, right, they're both very, very different players. Gakpo is more, he likes to receive the ball to feet, come short for it and, and interchange in that role. Well, that's how Klopp's been playing him anyway. Whereas Nunes, I feel, will try to stretch defenders, move centre-backs around or get in behind them um, and use his sort of directness, really, and w- will to get into the box, whereas Gakpo doesn't have that as much. So it just depends what do we need. Do can Will there be space in behind the defence that someone like Nunes can exploit? Or do you want to have Gakpo dropping deeper and, 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 and interchanging that way and then Salah and Diaz or... Uh, Salah and Jota, if Jota's playing, can come inside and, and create. Um, it almost feels like it does totally depend on the tactics of the game. Obviously, injuries might dictate as well. If someone's injured, it'll Klopp's hand will be sort of forced with who plays. But it does totally depend on that. I don't think there is going to be a... Unless somebody has a brilliant run of form where they're scoring quite regularly, it's going to be very hard for either of them to set them aside apart as being the the main number nine it's going to be really really difficult for either of them to do that um it helps nunez can play in the left gapo can play in the left as well i also feel like gapo can play as one of those attacking midfield too as well so i think that will help them both to get game time as well in that they can be you could use gapo in behind nunez no problem you could use nunez to the left of gapo if you want don't want to play diaz every single game at left wing so it's just it's just options. It's just really good options. And I accept Nunez costs what sixty six million or something. So it's a lot of money. And you want Liverpool certainly with the, the budgets Liverpool tend to have. You want a sixty six million pound signing to be a guaranteed starter. I totally appreciate that. But I just think if you look at those five, Liverpool have Salah, Jota, Diaz, Nunez, Gapo. Um, they're all in their own right brilliant attacking players who would arguably start. 90% of the game for most teams in the Premier League. Um, just Liverpool have five and can only start three, maybe four of them at once. So it's just great options to have. That's that's the way to look at it. And you need that over a long season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, because I think I think some people, um, especially online, get like bogged down with like um, Nunes kind of fading away a little bit at the end of the last season. But that's I think that's that's due to Gakpo doing so well and kind mm-hmm. of keeping him out to the side. Um, he cost and people worrying that he's cost a lot of money, like you said, and he's quite raw, he's quite erratic, but. I think if we set if you set a system up, and I think w- with the system we've been playing at the end of the season, and, and I think we like I said, we we'll think we'll be playing beginning of this season. I think it suits him because, like I said, Gakpo was picking up those like right right of a midfield three or right of a forward of a box of box midfield um, the end of last season. So he can he can pick up those positions while Nunes can go down the middle. I, th- I think Nunes's best position is down the middle. I think he's very effective down the left, but. It depends Agreed. again who you're up against because if you're up against a a really um, 
seasoned the right back who who knows all the tricks. They're still, still going to get done by Nunes's pace, but they'll have more guile to kind of maybe uh, mark them out the game a little bit more. But I just I, yeah, I just feel like there's the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think people get too bogged down by having options and then trying to th- think oh we need to get Nunes in because he's cost this much and I think yeah. you need to just kind of let that f- drop from your mind and just think how are we going to set up best against the opposition if I Nunes think- doesn't play every game which I don't imagine he, he will and I'm sure no. Klopp will have told them that quite plainly that you're not gonna you're not gonna because the, the system we need to set up is going to change over the course of the season like you said injuries whatever else but th- to have options and that the level of quality, like you just mentioned, that should be what we're excited about. And if yeah. Nunes works out or he doesn't, then that 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 that's just going to happen regardless because we need to get the best out of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve, especially after last season, going into a season where we need to be performing at the highest level. I think the other thing to bear in mind is we're in an era where there's five substitutions now. And um, imagine if you're a defender and you've spent, you're a centre-half and you've spent 60 minutes of a game trying to track Nunes' runs, trying to chase him, follow, or trying to follow, decide whether to follow Gakpo when he drops in deep or leave him with a holding midfielder. Then suddenly we change for the other and you, you bring on the other that you've not started as a sub. And suddenly that defender who's had 60 minutes of thinking about one type of play now has to spend the last half an hour, he's a little bit tired, He's got to think about a completely different um, way of playing, um, and same with Jota, who, who can also play um, the, the role differently to, to the way both of them play. So I just feel like we've got to bear in mind we've got impact off the bench now with that, uh, and same yeah. in the midfield. You know, when Sobersly's had sixty minutes, you could then bring Harvey Elliott on, or, or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that you've, that's got to be borne in mind as well. Just in the fact that we have five substitutions now and they're going to play much more important a role in terms of subs changing games in, in that respect. And that that's something that I'm sure Klopp is aware of when he's got those five options. He's thinking, even if I don't start you, you might make a difference in the last half an hour. How often do we see it, to be fair? Like Divock Origi used to do, <laughs> so often he'd come on and score. But now we've got these five who could start more often than Origi would and still make an impact off the bench as well. Yeah, because I think the problem we had sometimes last year is when, especially when Diaz was um, injured and like maybe pre-Gakpo and stuff, we were kind of getting back to like only having three options up there. Yeah. And then that's the that's when you get into difficulty because that's when you're like, you, we were, there's times last season we look at the bench and go on, Jesus Christ, there's absolutely no one that's going to come on top end of the pitch and change this game. We're going to have to try and win this game in the first 60 or 70. Or we're fucked, basically. <laughs> Which kind of what happened. Um, obviously, a lot of myriad of other factors like midfield and whatever last season. But that was another one that we had to contend with not having options. So, like you said, that that's another massive thing. But, um, yeah, let's move on to um, the infamous tweet that you put up. Um couple of days ago um just yeah i, I thought this we were gonna, this was going to be the main topic of the show but obviously yeah. this morning kind of just joycey and ornstein decided to have a kick off with zobosly <laughs> so we that, that had to go top of the bill um but yeah you, you put up a tweet about like liverpool's um non-homegrown and uh, like homegrown slots and stuff but I'll, I'll let you explain it because it kind of it kind of went mad didn't it yeah yeah thank, <laughs> thanks joycey um <laughs> Give me a retweet and everyone's got notifications on for him. So I, 
got a lot of um, abuse <laughs> for this tweet. But anyway, basically, I was just pointing out, I've seen for days people saying, oh, I want us to sign these three midfielders and this centre-back and, and this right-back so we can play Trent in midfield. And I'm thinking, that's all well and good, but Liverpool cannot do that. They can't sign these players and, and the homegrown rule is the reason. So the tweet I pointed out was that if you actually look at the squad, and I'm assuming Adrian has signed his new contract when I say this because Liverpool did confirm they've offered him one, but they haven't actually confirmed he's, it's been signed and he's uh, staying yet. But I'd assume he's staying. Basically, the rules are in the Premier League, you get a 25-man squad. But you only get a 25-man squad if eight of them are homegrown. Now, homegrown means you've played for three years for an English or Welsh club before you turn 21. So between the age of 15 and 21, you spent three of those years at an English club or a Welsh club for Swansea Cardiff because they're obviously in the English league. So, for example, Bicetic will count even it's nothing to be nationality. He will count even though he's Spanish, Serbian father, but he's at Liverpool at 18. By the time he turns 21, he'll have been at Liverpool long enough to count as homegrown. Nathan Arke, he counts from Man City, even though he's, he's obviously Dutch. Um, so it's that's the homegrown rule. If you want a 25-man squad, you need eight players who fit that category, basically. But if you ignore the homegrown thing, that basically means take the eight away from 25, you're allowed 17 who aren't homegrown. Liverpool have 15 in the squad, and that's when McAllister signed. With Sobersly signing, it's now 16. So Liverpool have one non-homegrown spot available. So if you're listening to this show, watching this show, and thinking, oh, I want us to sign another midfielder and another centre-back, that's fine, um, even though there's one spot available. But one of those players would either have to be under 22, which would mean you wouldn't have to register him in the squad, in the senior squad as part of your 25, or homegrown, because his homegrown slots into the Reese Williams has just gone on loan to Aberdeen. Phillips looks like he's going to be sold. There's Vandenberg, he counts as homegrown, but he might well be loaned out. So there is homegrown availability in Liverpool's squad. That's not a problem. Um, but that's so either under 22, homegrown, or someone's going to have to go. Now, whether that would be Adrian or you would manage to sell. So if you get a centre-back, would you sell Matip? I don't know, but it's, I think we, we spoke about before, it's not that easy to just sell a player. It's not football manager. You can't just kick a player out when he's got a contract. He's got to be a club he wants to go to. The club needs to put in a good enough offer for Liverpool to accept and a good enough wage package for the player to be happy with. So it's just not that simple. So if Liverpool are to get another midfielder and a centre-back, this is the point I was making. You just you can't just say, I want Barella and Van der Ven. Fine, if you want that, I'm OK with that. But you've just got to be aware someone would have to make way in the squad. That's all. I wasn't saying we can only sign two players full stop. And a lot <laughs> of people sort of took it that way. Um, but that you've just got it. You can't just say I want these three, four players. It's, Liverpool don't have the squads, but even if Adrian didn't stay, they don't have the squad space for that. And that I think a lot of people don't realise that when they're sort of saying I want to sign this amount of players. I don't think a lot of fans realise that, and it's it's not something it's not easy to understand. So I totally get that. But Liverpool, as a club, will understand it, and they'll know how they want the squad to shape up. Yeah, I think when you look, like you said, there's there's 15, potentially 16 with Zobosly. I think, like you mentioned, there's Adrian, who, like you said, hasn't been confirmed yet. I'm just going, going to go through the list of people that could potentially leave. So there's Adrian, there's, like you said, there's Matter potentially, if we get in a left-sided centre-back and he decides he wants to go, because obviously we've still got Gomez anyway. 
Um, then we've got, I think, the only other players that you're looking at that who've been, especially Paul last season, Fabinho is an, is an option because he's, he's in the list. And mm-hmm. then there's obviously Thiago as well, where I'm, I don't know, I don't understand it, I guess, a little bit, why he, we'd want to let him go. I mean, if it happened, I'd be like, well, fair enough. Like maybe we've just, he wants to leave or whatever. But I suppose he's another person that you might think could potentially make way. I mean, I wouldn't personally because I absolutely love him. And I think he, if you get, get him into certain games, you can you can cause havoc, especially if you put him alongside, like we discussed about, like Trent in a, like a midfield two at the base of that box. Yeah. Would, that would be like, that would be cheat code stuff in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think another one is potentially... Simicast, do you think? I mm. think with, with the change, I mean, like we said, with four three three, having Simicast as a backup to Robbo has been has been better than any of us could ever have expected. I think in yeah. terms of what he's been able to provide, he's got on board like the Greek scouser, like all that stuff, like just made himself a bit of a bit of a cult hero, a bit of a, a bit of a mad one. Um, but yeah, scoring the winning pen and stuff, like he's had some really good moments. Like he's got a really good left foot. I think he's a very able deputy in that position. But we've seen the change where Robbo is now playing basically like a left side of a three, and he's had to tailor his game yeah. a little bit. We haven't seen Simicas, I don't think, try that position out yet. In the Southampton game last game of the season. That's the, that's the only time he's had, yeah. it in, and and Robertson came on for him about, yeah. about an hour in anyway. So he's he's had about an hour. Yeah, so he's had nowhere near enough yeah. enough time. So that that would be. I mean, I mean, if we if we were adamant that we were just going to stick with the with the new system, I think I suppose he might be one you look at to say, well, do we need a backup left back? We need mm. a, a left footed left centre back more mm-hmm. than him, unless you want to just try and convert him into what Robbo has been doing as well. I mean, that's an option as well, but. Yeah. That's not as sexy or as glamorous as like signing a new player. I understand yeah. that. I'm sure people that listen to this be like, nah, fuck that. Let's get in um Guardial or Ignacio or whatever else. Yeah. Which um yeah, I wish. But yeah, I, I think I think those are the main ones that you're looking at, aren't they, that could potentially make way, I guess, if especially if, like we said, if you sign Slobosly and you and if Liverpool want to sign two more players, one player yeah. has to leave. And I think that's the that's the thing, like you said, they'll be aware of it, of course, but um, it's going to be interesting to see well, who would potentially leave. All I would say is, I don't, I don't think there is necessarily a need to worry about it because um, some of the linked players are either do fit the category I said earlier. They're either under twenty-two or the homegrown. So if you look at Lavia at Southampton, if you want a, a deeper line midfielder like him. He's 19. He wouldn't have to name him in the squad. And frankly, when he turns 22, he'll be homegrown anyway because he's been at Man City and, and Southampton. And if he signed for Liverpool, that would still be an English club. So he'd fit the homegrown rules. Um, so Lavia, you wouldn't even have to name him in the squad. So you could sign him and you'd still have one spot available. So I don't think... And, and even at centre-back, I've seen some links to Colwell, albeit I, I doubt Chelsea yeah. will want to let him go. But again, wouldn't count. He's, he's 20 years old and, and, and he'd be homegrown when he does count anyway. So there are ways you don't have to restrict yourself to either selling someone or just making one more signing. Um, personally, I think we need a centre-back, even if Matic were to leave, I think we weren't to leave, sorry. I think we'd need a centre-back personally, especially if um, we're sticking with this back three system, having another centre-back option would help that massively, just in terms of 
just having the numbers there back there. So I think I think personally Liverpool need a centre back anyway. And then once you've done that, you can see, yeah, maybe if Lavia becomes available. But I've mentioned it on the show before, you've also got to be wary of you can't just sign we have eight midfielders as it is now, and that's not including Tyler Morton, who I'm assuming may go on alone or something, but so even not including him, there's eight midfielders at the club for three, maybe four slots a game. Um you can't just sign unlimited numbers of midfielders. So you've got and then how does Jones, Elliot, Bicetic, players like that, how do they get game time if you do that? So I, f- I think Liverpool, with Soberslai and McAllister coming in and hopefully being able to take away some of the pressure off Thiago and Henderson being more older, maybe less less fitness than they had five years ago, um, if you take some of the pressure away from them with those signings, um, then, yeah, I think Liverpool do have good options there. I almost wonder if Henderson, the plan with Henderson is to use him as for a rotation with Fabinho in the deeper role because it's easier on his legs, basically. Now he's 33 and um, it, it'll be easier for him physically and then you might get the best out of Henderson if he's feeling fitter than he was last season when he was being pushed and pushed and pushed in the box-to-box role. Um, so, yeah, I think one more signing might might well do it. Um, if I'd personally go for a centre-half um, and if there's you can get someone like Lavia in a holding midfield role who wouldn't have to be registered in the squad, then that's a bonus. But, um, yeah, I'm sure Klopp knows what he wants the squad to look like anyway. Yeah, I just think it's because between like the McAllister and now hopefully there's obviously signing today or the next couple of days. It's been quite a quite a long time for the normal person, but I think that's like amplified by ten. But for the for the general Twitter folk who, um, yeah. if they're not like if it's not bang 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 like just proper like straight after the, one another, then it's it's seen as like a. Liverpool are just swerving it, and they're like, "Well, yeah. we've got one player that'll do." Like, just cl- close the window now. It's more of a like trying to get these players over the line in the best possible um, way financially, because Liverpool yeah. can't just go and spew two hundred million on players and just not no. not even bat an eyelid. Because we we all we're all aware of why that's the case. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting anyway, because like I said, there's a lot of options. Like if we bring in a centre centre back, uh, whether, whoever that's going to be, then there's yeah, like I said, Lavia, very very talented player, very young but raw, but looks very very good from the bits that I've seen him. He yeah. can slot in easily and be made. Ten times better than he is in the current system with the current manager. I think we're mm-hmm. all we all know that happens more often than not with players that we sign. So that's another interesting one. Um, so yeah, loads of good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think we can leave it there, Mike. Nice little half an hour there chatting about yeah. it. Well, Liverpool have just confirmed that Carvalho has just signed as signed for Leipzig on loan. By the way, yeah. just um, add that tag that on the end. So <laughs> that links in that links in with the uh, Zobber slide. Nice little um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> It's always an advantage if you're going to give them like a, a young a young player who can slot into the similarish position to yeah. what the, the yeah. outgoing players um gonna gonna cover. So that's that's all good. Uh, but yeah, nice one. We will leave it there. Nice one as always to everyone. If you if if you're listening, um, really I do appreciate it. Nice one as always to Mike. If like I say every time, if you're not following Mike on Twitter, go and do it. It's at Michael underscore Read Eleven. Um, I'm sure he's got. An extra like five six hundred followers since Joycey retweeted, but go and give him go and give him a few more. <laughs> Cheers, Mick. <laughs> what is? Uh, yeah, nice one. We'll see you all very soon. Uh, ta-da. Nice one.
Social Podcast Network.